Your style is unorthodox. But effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Black 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 Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero in Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Regine Al Sawyer, owner, writer, creator of Lock It Down Productions, and the coordinator and founder of the Women in Comics Collective International. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Marcus Kwame, and we're about to get right into this latest episode of Black Comics Chat. We had a really dope panel with uh, Kate Sanchez of But Why Though Podcast and Alexis of Latinx Geeks. Um, just want to let you know up front that there was a slight echo at the beginning of the episode. It goes away pretty quickly, and then it's all smooth sailing from there. So, enjoy. Uh, Hello, uh, where we're going, we don't need countdowns. <laughs> we don't need countdowns. <laughs> do it live. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need countdowns. We'll do it live. Well, welcome everyone to uh, a special uh, edition of Black Comics Chats. Um, uh, edition of Black Comics Chats. Uh, Latin Negro on Twitter and Instagram. And we have uh, Twitter we have some guests. And before we get to the guests, we're going to have some guests. Hold on. I know Leo's not used to being on camera. So, the brother from the frozen tundra of Albany, even though it's the summer, I'm not even sure how the weather is in Albany. Marcus, how are you? Good, man. Uh, holding it down for the, uh, the 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 Jamaican contingent of the Latinx panel. You know? <laughs> so, I'm good, though. I'm good. Right. I'm imagining like a UN desk with like the little name placards. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, <well>. Hello. <laughs> uh. And, and then we have uh, the brother from the left coast, even though he still reps the Bronx. Leo, how are you? Do I still rep? The, I mean, I rep, I rep everything. I'm worldwide. I'm worldwide. No, no, I do. No, I'm, yo, I still got an apartment in the Bronx, right? Like, I still got, I still got skin in the game. You still get mail to that to that apartment? Yes, I do. Yes, I and do. And you're so. still from the Bronx. Yes, <laughs> yeah. What's up, y'all? Yo, I'm excited. It's uh, it's 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 my, it's Miles Day. It's Miles Night. It's Miles Day. Nice. I like that. I like yep. it. Okay. And then on to our guests. Uh, we have Kate from, who's one of our favorite people on Twitter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't deserve that. I, I, I make stupid posts. Sorry. <laughs> I totally ruined that intro. You also call out racists. Yes. In your I've, I've been enjoying some of the, yes. <laughs> And also, uh, wait, real, real quick, I just want to say, I, I uh, obviously listen to your podcast, but I definitely, um, as a fellow uh, New Nightmare, Wes Craven fan, uh, I, I, I've been yes. waiting to, to nerd out with you about that. But Yo, I'm a, huge new, I'm a huge New Nightmare. New Nightmare is like yeah, yeah, always yeah. slept My on. My people, let's it's go. always slept on. Always slept on. <laughs> it's like way ahead. Of, it's like 15 years ahead of its time. Exactly. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and last and certainly, certainly not least, Alexis from Latinx Geeks. Uh, definitely one of my faves. We've done Comic-Cons together. How are you? Yep. I am good. I am tired. It was very hot here. <laughs> and there is no AC on right now. Oh. <laughs> I don't have my AC on either because it will yep. sound like a wind tunnel with my microphone. Yep. So. The things you do to talk about geek shit. <laughs> oh, we just don't have ours because our bill would be hella high in Texas. So we keep it off until about oh, like man. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Wow. It's bad. Wow. It's like 80 in here. It's fine. People pay okay. for hot yoga. It's the same thing. Okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So the reason why we're here, uh, because it is Miles Day, or that's what we're going to call it now, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Miles Morales, the PS5 game, and um, 
we were all excited. Uh, I'm gonna do the intro and we'll go right into it. So we were all excited about, was it two weeks ago, uh, during the reveal for uh, the PS5, Sony and I believe Insomnia Games uh, mm -hmm. released this wonderful trailer, which got all of us hype, of uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, it brought a tear to some people's eyes. Uh, I wasn't crying, you were. So, so, um, some people. <laughs> some people. <laughs> <laughs> to have a game centered around Miles Morales, a superhero game, um, if you played Spider-Man PS4, uh, his introduction was in that game, and I think we were all excited to see what was gonna happen next. This was a big step for a lot of us. And then the other shoe dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that led to a lot of confusion in terms of, is this an add-on game? Is this a, TL, a DLC game? What is this? I'm still confused. So we have gotten several messages that it's supposed to be a standalone game, that it's supposed to play for a certain amount of hours, although not as long as the, as the original Spider-Man PS4 game. And then we heard there's supposed to be another Spider-Man game. I don't know what's going on. I don't know which one of you want to tackle this first. Let's get into it. I have feelings. I have feelings. Uh, okay, so technically, it's a expansion loan, which means it's an expansion that is a standalone expansion, but is an addition to an existing game. So Sony did this with Lost Charted when they released Lost Charted, uh, Lost Unch or, or Uncharted, Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted, Lost Legacy, mm -hmm. and it is a very short game. Didn't even sell for full price, uh, and it is literally tied to. Uncharted 4. They did that when the PS4 launched so they could both have something to go with it and resell copies of the old game. That is pretty much what is going here and they keep equating it. Oh, it's a standalone, it's a standalone. You know, like Lost uh, Lost Odyssey. Oh, okay. But that wasn't a standalone game. That was an expansion that you repackaged as a standalone game to make money. Um, so I have feelings. It's very disingenuous and I... It, nobody's talking to anybody and it's very clear. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those situations where like descriptors matter because if you're equating it to a game like Lost, Lost Legacy, like people know how long, like it was a great game. Like people absolutely loved it. Yep. But I mean, it is 10 hours to run through that storyline. Right. While you play Spider-Man, um, Marvel Spider-Man that came out on PS4 and that's to get through the main storyline just the main storyline is like supposed to be like between like 25 hours around somewhere around there and this is a 10 hour game mm -hmm. so it's like one third of that basically like and but they're trying to say you know it's it's its own thing you don't need to play anything else but come on it's completely gonna be tied to the previous game and even though Miles looks so much better in this game he like looks a little bit more grown up. His face isn't turtle shaped. Like it's great. He's grown into his eyebrows, which I very much appreciate. Like he looks so much cooler in, in this game, but like it's still like we all know what it is. It's basically a DLC that they like don't want to call a DLC because yep. they want to sell us a physical game. And according and to all the money. people on Twitter who got very mad at me for my original DLC point, an expansion is not a DLC. Come on, we're gamers. We know. An expansion <laughs> is just a really long DLC. It's the yeah. same it's, it's, it's putting three DLCs together. Exactly. It's a DLC package, if you would. I mean, yeah. if, wow. like, immediately, like, my thoughts on it were that it was going to be uh, equitable to the GTA 4 DLCs, like the Ballad of Gay Tony and the yeah. the other one, mm -hmm. who's the biker one, which name is whose name escapes me. Specifically because, like, as we can figure out, yeah, like, what are they gonna do? Like, make a new New York? Like, this takes place in different New York. It's like, no, they want. I'm sure they want to like reuse the upresed assets that are gonna come from the Spider-Man PS4 mm -hmm. game that they're gonna bring to PS5, and then just like you know, add a add a different context to it. And that's it. And I mean, those games were cool, but yeah, like they're not isolated things. Now, that being said, another thing that sort of like gives me a little, a little pause or insecurity about it is like, <clears throat> have, have, I don't, they haven't announced like that it's a launch title, right? Is it no. a launch definitely trying to make it seem like They that. want yeah, like, exactly. yeah. It was the yeah. very first trailer. 
Uh-huh. And it had holiday 2020, which led everybody to believe that it was a launch title. Sounds like, right. They haven't confirmed. They haven't confirmed that, but it sounds like in all, nope. in all essence, like, like a launch title. And like, not for nothing, like launch titles are kind of crap. Like it's not their <laughs> fault. It's like they're the first ones that are like getting their hands on the tech. And so like yeah. a lot of times people like the er, like the early adopters of the PS5 are just gonna like gobble up whatever they throw. And then you know the PS4 had its own like you know swath of like not the greatest launch titles. A few like solid ones, but then some that weren't so great. Yeah. So you know I, I think part of the the fuel for <clears throat> us even having this conversation about the game is this idea that it seems like. The, the inescapable irony is that this is a video game about a marginalized superhero that seems to be releasing in a marginalized fashion. Mm. Yeah, which, yeah. again, right. like, that's that's nothing new. I mean, it's same not. thing with Lost Legacies. Like, it's two women of color, I believe, that finally get the focus, but, it, again, it's just right. a mini story attached to this white guy. Right. The same story all over again. And, yeah. And, and I think, like, to add on to that, too, like, my frustration was that it was deceptive because I it was, it, again, like in, in my opinion, they're very much trying to get the Latino dollar. They're trying to get the, the marginalized folks to come out and give us, give them their money by making it look like it's something else. And then when we realized that it wasn't what it, what it was when that VP talked and was like, oh yeah, no, it's just an ex- extension. Then they were like, oh wait, we have to make this a standalone. So now I'm worried that their their knee jerk to everybody's rightful frustrations with them, if if it was a knee jerk, that now that game's going to be even less detailed and get mm. further marginalized in what comes out. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I, I have a question. I don't know if anyone um, if this has been answered or, or to any extent, but. I'm just thinking about the time we're in where, uh, you know, corporations of all stripes are kind of uh, responding to the, the politics of the moment. Um, has it been yeah. addressed whether or not they were trying to, like, seize the time, so to speak? You know well, I mean? so, well mm, okay. You, you know, want to go, go first? No, I was just okay. going I, I to <laughs> say that, like, like I, I, it's hard to say because it's doubtful that even, like, a AAA studio with hundreds of people could, like, roll out even a yeah. DLC like this, like fast right. enough to be like, we did it because of protest or some shit. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I'm, I'm thinking doubtful. even in the sense of maybe there was a trailer ready to go and it's just like, oh, yo, let's, or, or even, well, even like they've the, done uh, nothing. Like they've literally, this was like the homework <laughs> you do on the bus, on the school bus. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because like, it's a, like you got all these corporations, you know, and they're, they're yeah. all trying to figure out what to do at this moment. Yeah, the, right. I mean, like the place I buy my the place I buy my hair ties from it really wants me to know that Black Lives Matter. I know, I know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I saw it a couple times on Twitter, like during the PS5 reveal and all this stuff. That like people were like, it's not like it's very obvious that either they really are doing this push for diversity and it's no small fact that like the main titles that they showed people had black characters as the focus but people were like but it's also weird that that really is what they focused on during this time like people Mm -hmm. were wondering like is that was that a conscious decision that they made right before this or was this the plan all along so i like to like to respond to that too i do know that that was a critique of some of the previous pressers that we've had especially from microsoft that it was very white and it was very mm-hmm. there and it was it wasn't diverse um in addition to not just having black protagonists but there was only one game featured that had a white male protagonist and then on top of that all the devs that they brought on to talk were devs of color so it, it i feel like it was a conscious choice mm-hmm. i just don't know if they were responding to the moment or if, or if they were responding to the criticisms that every right. other presser had had coming up to this. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, to be clear, I mean, it's always a good thing to have more yeah. diversity in games. That being said, yeah. it's like, it just, with, with the, the questions surrounding, like, you know, how substantial of a game is this, I think, and, yeah. and maybe their, um, you know, kind of caginess about answering that question just makes me wonder a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it kind of sounds like diversity for diversity's sake. I mean, yes, you can, you know, have a lot more developers of color, but you're still operating within the same framework. 
Um, and, and what it seems is that, you know, they wanted to do this as like, okay, see, we do have more uh, people of color and we're giving you a game. It's just not as long as you thought. <laughs> yeah. The, the small track, which is absolutely wild. Cause I mean, like into the Spider-Verse made millions yes. upon millions of dollars. Like it was yes. nominated for Oscars, multiple Oscars. Like yep. The technology that they used for it was amazing. It looked amazing. And yeah. to follow that up by saying, here's this little piece, yeah. instead of like saying, hey, you know what? How about we're working on this full yeah. game mm -hmm. that features yeah. Miles Morales the way he should be featured instead of like, we know you guys like him. Here's a 10 hour game that you can be in a night or two. How yeah. much do you sleep? Like, <laughs> It's yeah, it's very interesting you say that because um, I read a tweet somewhere about how there wasn't even like a follow-up Black Panther game as much money right. as that movie yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? There we wasn't even a game that the just other Black day. Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only yeah. thing that I would say is one, the majority of Marvel games have been trash. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the movie tie-in games have never yeah, been good, they but they've been there. That's they have been the, there. They, they have been there. there. But right. I will say, I think the reason why they're they're doing Miles because even when the Spider-Man PS4 came out, they had been talking about okay, we've introduced Miles. We will be doing something with him in the future. That was a statement that they put out when people mm -hmm. realized that Miles was in yeah. that game. That and the fact that not only did Spider-Verse just like really launch Sony animation like out of whatever hole they were in, but they also <laughs> patented that amazing technology that they used mm -hmm. in that animation. And Miles's name, Miles' story has brought so much more to Sony, a company that has almost been bankrupt multiple yep. times. Yeah. Yes. But what they have always done yeah. well is video games. So it's natural that they would put Miles with what he has done for the company and ultimately what viewers have wanted, but you know, yeah. breaking it down to what the company sees the bottom line, it's yeah. now they would put him into a game. Marvel, I think has just been really gun shy of video games and animations uh, because they've had so many failures. So many failures, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts so much. Which I always found interesting, you know, because I've always felt like the difference between, and I don't want to get into discussion about the big two, but the difference between Marvel and DC is just that one is really good at live action and one and the other one's really good at animation, animation. and yeah. they can't switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think part of that is like because Marvel is is too afraid to like hit that full adult market. Like yeah. they're always going to make things just a little bit kid friendly, even if it's yeah. not like completely like for kids. Cause like, I mean, they have games, they have Marvel games, but they're like very much targeted towards a younger or more casual like audience. Like, yeah. I mean, they have 12 billion mobile games and I've played at least all of them probably at one point <laughs> or another. Like, so they they've done it but like they haven't gone full i mean the only recent good good marvel games i can think of that have come out like outside of anything they share with sony is probably the like lego avengers games and that's just because like the lego games are like very fun games you know they're like just like a bad lego game <laughs> I, I i can't i can't mess with those lego games like they're fine but they're they're kind of like they're kind of just nonsense at the same time. Like they're not. Yeah, but by the way, we have some we have some comments in the chat. Um, Ushi's here. What's up, Ushi? Um, yeah. Ushi's talking. Marvel really wants gamers to love the Avengers, and it's not working. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and minus yep. and minus uh, forty two said Disney Marvel completely destroyed the Marvel v Capcom franchise by gearing it towards movie tie-ins and completely bombed. Yep. I haven't been up with, the, with with MVC on that. Is that is is that the kind of consensus? Is that the critical consensus? For the most part, yeah. A lot. So a lot when Marvel started expanding, specifically Marvel Disney started expanding a lot of their on-screen rights. They started pulling rights away and really focus away from other tie-ins, and that unfortunately Marvel versus Capcom also put into there. It's also why um, Marvel Heroes Omega ended up shuttering as well. Um, mm. They they it's Disney Man. <laughs> Yeah. They put the money where it's going to be guaranteed, and then sadly, 
you know, they're, I feel like they're banking on Avengers, but I mean, it, it, this is to what you said, Alexis, they've been really hesitant to go the adult way, but now I'm like, why the hell are the Avengers in Gotham? This looks weird. I don't get it. I love Kamala. I love her so much. And I yes. love her costume. Yeah. But why are they in Gotham? And why does this feel like the death of Superman? <laughs> absolutely absolutely and they they went big on this game i mean you know in in the in the new york comic con they had a whole statue to yeah. captain america yeah. and it was kind of weird because it was oddly after um the, the movie yeah after endgame thank you are you talking um, about are you so talking about the mobile thing they're like no no no, no. Oh, oh, sorry. there was a statue but it was connected to the game that's coming out actually this year um <laughs> Uh-huh. You had they had people play it all around the this, this statue. Yeah. So um, it did feel kind of weird because I remember looking at it and I'm like, I still there's something about this game I don't like, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, and it could be that maybe the cutscenes weren't as good as um, as what someone had said in the in the chat um, as Injustice because the Injustice uh-huh. cutscenes are great, yeah. but in right. Marvel this Marvel game it's like that doesn't look like Captain America. Like I think we've all know in our minds what Captain America and Tony no. Stark and these don't look like them. So it's right. kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And no. I was actually really excited when I saw it announced, um, when they announced it at, at, at E3. But I was mainly excited because I love co-op games and my husband and I replayed all of the um, the Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance games before we watched Infinity mm-hmm. War and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, those are like, yeah. it's really good and I love co-op. Um, and then as we've gotten more stuff, I've just been feeling like my height meter has just been like slowly dissipating. Um, and it's finally starting to sink into me that I'm like, oh, so the character model is fine, but this just doesn't feel like Captain America. This just doesn't feel like the mm-hmm. character no. that I know. Like there, there's, I don't know, like they almost feel a little bit hollow. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like it's just not pulling anything out of me. Kamala works. Kamala pulls excitement from me. But the other ones, I just feel like, I'm, I don't know, staring at bad fan art. Which mm. is, it isn't a knock on the animators, which are, who are, like, it's just like, it can be good. Like, I, like bad yeah. fan art doesn't have to be like, objectively bad. No, it can just be something that like, looks like the character, but doesn't necessarily have the essence of the character. It can inspire that, that spark in you that you get when you see these heroes that we've all grown up with. No. Thank so you what happened with the, Mar- the Miles trailer. I was yeah. so excited. So excited. And I kind of want to pull the, the subject yeah. back to Miles is, uh, what is this, what do you think this means for the game? What do you think this means for Miles as a character that we may get a game that could be great for 10 hours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're just kind of like, they're just not putting their full faith into Miles. I feel like it's, it's like okay, let's tell he did good in in Spider Man. You know, people really liked him. They were really excited about him. And they're like like everyone said, there have been talks about doing a game just featuring him. So they gave us that, but it's like they didn't fully trust putting their entire studio behind it and making a full blown game. Like instead, just gave us a piece of. Bit. And probably they'll probably give us more in the future, but once again, it's just like taking these small steps towards what people really want out of Miles. Right. Yeah, and the potential was... that he has. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I was going to say it feels like the same type of question that, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot, a lot of studios and, and companies have exercised in the past. And even Black Panther, it's like, you know, Black Panther and... Uh, what um, Carol Danvers were the first, uh, respectively, you know, black and, and female characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. They announced them way ahead of time, but it, it's almost like they had to ease everyone yeah. into it. And I think it's that yeah. same type of question. I mean, I feel like they're not stupid, and there will be more Miles games, but they're yeah. they're exercising that corporate uh, caution about being worried, possibly about not shaking up the races too much you know what i mean yeah. and, and trying to have it both ways um i feel i feel like a little bit of it plays so not to defend sony at all but i actually don't care for sony's policies i hate their exclusive i hate that they're so exclusive and not communal based so it's not to defend them but i do think that part of them 
because Spider-Man was such a success, they had already put all of their money into Peter Parker. And I don't think they anticipated how much people loved Miles because I think that that was their blind spot because they're like, oh, Peter Parker's the only one. No way anybody could like another Spider-Man. And I think when they saw the fan reception and everything like that, I think they realized that they needed to put something out, which is why they said there was going to be Miles content and a possible Miles game. But I think what they did is I think they put this out to show that they were thinking of fans without realizing how it comes off to fans. No. Instead of saying, hey, we are in development for this game that will come out in two years because making a game takes a very long time and we're going to no. do it right, which is what they could have done to show that they won respect fans um, no. to have a larger plan for the character. Instead, they said, Here, here's what it is because they thought we just wanted the content versus like, how does that content look when people who love this character receive that content? And I don't think they thought of that. I think they thought they, I, I genuinely think they thought that they were giving people what they wanted because right. they don't look beyond just right. like, <laughs> no, what will make me money? <laughs> yeah. It's, what's interesting, um, because I've played Spider-Man PS4 so many times because I just like the yeah. way the game is. Um, yeah. And so one funny. of my few complaints about this game, and it's very few complaints, is just, Harlem. <laughs> Anything past a certain point, which would include uh, neighborhoods of color, are, are extremely shrunk down. So, mm -hmm. you know, you go from like Midtown and you go from like, and I'm assuming most of you don't know New York City as well as I do, but you go from Midtown and then all of a sudden it's Columbia University or whatever the university is, and then a little yeah. past Harlem, and then you go right to the George Washington Bridge. And what yeah. you is you're missing at least 40 or 50 blocks between Harlem, Spanish Harlem, and Washington Heights. You know what yeah. I mean? That was a little disappointing to me, also considering yeah. the Apollo Theater was not even there, and that's considered a landmark, and one yeah. of the game is you have to search for landmarks. So to see that, oh, in the in the game, it's like, oh, he's, he's living in Harlem, and I'm like, what, that's like a block in the game? <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, right. I don't, that was a little like uh, a turnoff for me as well because I thought maybe he'd be in Brooklyn, which could be a whole world in itself. But, no, that's I, yeah. like I, I haven't played the Spider-Man game. I, I fully intend to at some point, but that that is something that I was sort of thinking about because anytime that they do New York in a game, it's scrunched. They always mm -hmm. have like they're not gonna like lay out every single street, which is fine. But there's you always can't help but notice what they haven't mm. done that to. And yeah, the fact that they yeah. did that with the, with uh, it's like, uh, that's, that's, that's very troubling. It's, but it's interesting though, because the detail of New York is there. So the 125th yeah. is not there at all? So, like is the street is- No, 125th is there. But there's you know no Apollo? I mean? There's no Apollo. So I want to take this moment to call out as to why more journalists of color need to be doing these things. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. there is an article at Polygon written by the editor-in-chief, Chris Planty, which says, the recreation of New York isn't perfect, but it captures its spirit. <laughs> by apparently in completely ignoring her. It's life. white spirit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh. So that is something that really troubles me. And I'm, act I'm really proud of our site because we have six game reviewers that do games exclu either exclusively or all the time, but like the majority of our game reviewers are, are black and Latino. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, and, and, and to be frank, and, and I don't, I don't care about access. Like we buy the games we play, we review, but like seeing people like this get the game, but it's like, yeah. maybe you should give people, because two of our reviewers are actually in New York city. Right. And it's, right. it's one yeah. of the things where like, I, these games don't get the due or the criticism they deserve half the time because they're missing the actual people who right. are going to focus on these things. So like, yeah. honestly, Tony, that was the first time I ever heard anything bad about the representation of New York in <laughs> Spider-Man because I just read it through, you know, different game journalists who I pulled up the different articles, checked them out, and they were all white. So yeah. here we are. Yeah. But what you say is really important because, um, and it, it even ties back to to the, this uh, Miles game, and they're they're missing the point of um, 
you know, how big of a character Miles is. Um, I think somebody in the chat just said, uh, mentioned that Miles in a lot of ways has more heat than Peter Parker right now. Just, yeah. and I, I can attest to that because yeah. even yeah. when I'm selling art at convention or used to sell art at conventions, like little white kids would get hyped when they would see Miles drawings, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And in a lot of ways for like super young kids, like he's Spider-Man, like, you know, yeah. And so I, I feel like if yeah. you had more black people like up the chain in decision-making um, positions or, or, or Latinx people up the chain, they would, would recognize that relevance more readily and they wouldn't be like, oh, you know, like let's just throw a 10 hour game at them. And they would also understand yeah. the, the hunger that is there with the audience. Well, you know well, I mean? wait, wait, wait. well, let me posit this. Maybe sure. the reason Harlem is so small in that game is because it's actually a representation of Peter Parker's like coherent perspective on New York. It's like it's like his internal oh New York, which totally deletes Harlem. <laughs> it's it's oh like God. like David Lynch's uh, vision of Peter Parker. Right. Oh <laughs> right. It's like you're actually experiencing it through like his warped dream world. Where yeah, Harlem yeah. doesn't really exist for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. It also hurts because it may be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, God. okay. Well, okay. Well, wait, wait. But but you know what? That actually introduces probably the the most pertinent question. So we've been talking about and treating this new this new uh, this new Miles game as a sort of overlay onto what's already come before, and I feel like Insomniac has not gone out of their way to deny that claim. Does that mean that they would fucking dare to have Harlem be as miniaturized in the actual? I don't think they can. They can't I possibly do no that. There's no way they can. No, no. He's supposed to be the superhero of Harlem. Right. So, right, so right. what are so? So are they gonna just like ten hours? So are they gonna copy paste the original map and then just like blow up that one spot and be like, oh yeah, here's Harlem now. Sorry, man. I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a totally different game, but I I envision it possibly as how um. The, the third Arkham game took a lot of the environments from the previous one, but also added new environments. I, I would yeah. I would I would hope yeah. that they would. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. I don't think the map's gonna be that big. Well, no. Right. So so I'm here's here's an idea, yeah. and I'm and I'm not against this idea. What hmm. if the new Miles game is like a like point to point, mile for mile representation of just Harlem? Just Harlem. And it just recreate Harlem in its entirety. Maybe like maybe like the east side, maybe like some kind of like, you know, uh, extensions beyond the boundaries as well. But essentially yeah, yeah. it's just like a digitized Harlem. Because I am fucking down yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be some version of that. Then it's not an overlay, then it's totally original, if so. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that would be interesting to see how they address this when they re-release Spider-Man, because they're re-releasing Spider-Man on the PS5. Yeah. And oh graphics for the engines are for not for they I don't, they're, they're not redoing the engine but they're redoing it all to fit ps5 mm -hmm. so it would be interesting to see how do they fix what they're doing because they're like like leo said they're they said they're not overriding anything in the game but when you bring this existing game over to ps5 and then have this thing connected to it that is in Harlem or has the hero of Harlem mm. how you have to find a way to make the two match so I right. wonder if they're not going to comment it at all, but just present the, you could call it a remaster, essentially, remaster, re-release yeah. PS4 with Harlem intact, but they're not going to say anything. Dude, I love it. Spider-Man Spider PS5, the Harlem edition. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Call it that. It's the same game, think, but Harlem exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think they need to hire you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, despite it all, I think we still have hopes for the game. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm going to play it. <laughs> I will play it in five years when the PS5 is no longer $1,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. I will say, out of everything um, that was shown, because I we're, we're a Microsoft household and a PC household for the most part. We don't, we don't have a PlayStation and stuff. I've watched all of Spider-Man PS4 be played. I think that counts now with the age of Twitch. Um, but this, the, the seeing the, the, the teaser we got of Miles was like the first time that I had even started processing, oh, how do I save for a PS5? 
Like, how do I work yeah. PS5 to the budget when we're already planning our our, X, our new Xboxes, right? Like, I, seeing that for me, and I was, uh, we, I did a live stream with uh, official SDGC, um, which is a, a podcast community and, and Twitch channel, and we're all on there, and everybody was like really excited. I was in my, and I said on the on the stream, I, I don't know if I can curse here, but I was just like, you know, holy f, like. If, if this is a launch title, they're literally making an Afro-Latino superhero the face of what Sony is going to be to right, for right. the next console generation. And that that is amazing. And then as everything started coming out, I was just kind of like, man, man, F Sony. I can't, like, I'm going to go back and not get in the damn thing. Like, y'all are making me mad. Just let me give you my money, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a lot of hype. Yeah. Then they ruined it by opening their mouths. Right. By opening their mouths, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You could have right. just waited until holiday season you know, and then you know what could have saved this? What could have saved this was an internal email sent from Insomniac to the people at Sony. And then if that person at Sony had read the internal email and then had never spoken about it. That's right. what would have yeah. saved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone was excited. Every, like you said, everyone's ready to just buy a PS5 on launch for this freaking game. Like I would have done it. I want. I've been every time Miles Morales is in the game, I'm I'm playing it. Same with America Chavez. Like those two, like love playing their characters. So yeah, this is just just a dumb move on their parts, and I'm sure they're regretting that decision. <laughs> and I think the oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Kate. I was gonna say the thing that bothers me too, um, and and I was on the cast. I was the I was the only woman of color, and I was the only um, I was. Uh, uh, one of the other women on there was a Latina, but she, she's a, a white a white Latina. And so for me, I was sitting there and I was watching it. And in my head, all I kept thinking was all the other iterations of what Latinx are in games and specifically how we were almost always reduced to tropes. I mean, currently we're getting more, but like we're always put in fighters and now we're in hero based games. So like Overwatch, I think is really, really cool. I love the Latinx representation in Overwatch. That said, they based Dorado, which was supposed to be a Mexican city on an Italian coastline. Um, because they Google searched and they put a Mexican colorful Mexican village. They mm. didn't double check that it was actually a Mexican village and it is an Italian vi village. Mm. So that's an obvious oversight, no matter how much I love Sombra, no matter how much I love Reaper. Um, and then now you're, we have the first Latina in Apex. Uh, Loba, uh, Lo uh, was it Loba? Yeah, Loba. So the thing is, is she's extremely sexualized, and she's the oh, only great. character in Apex that is sexual. What? The only character in that entire game, and it frustrates me. And I understand, and, and I say this as somebody who understands that a lot of the times when we get crumbs, we're gonna find that power in them, and I find power in a lot of problematic characters. But right. at the same time, we have to understand what it looks like when literally they painstakingly chose character character model designs that didn't sexualize women. And then the first time we get a Latina in that game, she's completely sexualized. She's hot and I love her, but she represents the same thing that happens to us in everything. And yeah. it, it's hard for me not to think about stuff like that when gaming is having what gaming is having right now and women of color yeah. are stepping forward and sharing their stories of assault or harassment. And a lot of it is, is because yeah. they see us as Loba. They see us as these hypersexual, not even humans, but just hypersexual, you know, characters to be with. And it's the same thing that we, we've seen in fighting games. Well, that's like, why, like, fighting games are always, like, a, like a, 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 you know, standard bearer for inclusivity yeah. in gaming. And, like, I, I always can't help but roll my eyes on that shit because, like, mm -hmm. everybody is sexualized in fighting. The men are also sexualized. Like, that's it's just, fair. they're just, yeah. they're, they're, like, people in, like, characters in fighting games are sort of tokenized as a matter of course. And it's not yeah. like I'm, like, mad that they're there, but I'm sort of, like, there's such a gulf between that and a game that's actually led by a Latinx character. Like, it's yeah, massive. Yeah. It's just not something yeah. I'm going to, like, you know, like, like throw... Like, oh, Overwatch, I sort of give a little more... To, and Overwatch is, like, one of my favorite games. Yes. I give a little more, too, just because, like, like, what you described, like, this shit fucking happens in games all the time. Like, the thing with, like, that's, that, that COD level... Uh, oh, that yeah. very infamous uh, Call of Duty level. Like there's, this, this constantly happens, and that sucks that they did it. Blizzard has a lot of issues that it needs to fix in its own in its own house for sure. 
Um, but at the same time, like from the jump, it's not like Blizzard was like, wait, we're going to start to make our game inclusive. It's like, that was part of the philosophy from the jump. Yeah. Like, and they, and they've pretty much like kept to that, like on and on, and then they've lost fans for that and they don't care. And so I like respect and appreciate that. But with fighting games, like I'm, I'm less generous. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you guys are just, these are just like hypersexual cartoons on like, you know, the doesn't matter. Like the gender is like irrelevant and there's like no like, like narrative development. So they're all puppets. They're not really people, you know? Um, so, I mean, like, uh, obviously like, like this, this particular games release is like more, uh, is more significant and louder. Um, the, another thing that I wanted to say, which I hadn't thought about, but while everybody was talking about the game, and this is like some like 4D chess shit, and I don't really think we need to take it super seriously, but I was thinking about it like, okay, so if, if the Miles game is a launch title, right, and the PS5 is going to be some stupid amount of money when it comes out, so you're basically like launching your oh. console for like with a marginalized hero, uh, at a price that most people of color will not be able to buy statistically, mm. like not be able to actually afford. Is there yeah. some fucked irony in that yeah. setup? Yeah. No, no. I haven't even thought of that, but yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of makes you ask, then it then it kind of forces that question, oh, maybe the game didn't sell well. You know what I mean? Because right. right. What Yeah. Oh man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We yeah. tried it. We tried a game with an Afro-Latino main character. I guess you guys just don't and want that. Work. So yeah, that's yeah. it. We're done. Yeah, We're even done worse if they charge like full price, like for the game, like sixty bucks off the bat for they ten dollars. That's what I was thinking. Because like when you look, when you look at like the Uncharted or even the other sort of expand like, expand alone games, like they're usually like forty. But we don't even know what the price point for games on in next gen are going to be. Mm. Yeah. Right. We don't. I I predict and, seventy. 70 per time. Yeah, yeah. it have to be. Yeah. Wow. And that, like, and that's one of the things that has also always bugged me about games. And it's, I mean, I was lucky to game when I was younger, but a lot of my friends who, who are Latinx, and specifically Mexican Americans, that grew up in Mexican American community, is just that like gaming was a thing that everybody tangentially liked, and we would all play when we went to like that one person's house who had a game. But like yeah. something where that cost of entrance was so high. That right. it's almost impossible to get in the door and have this long history of being a gamer, which then leads you to further marginalization when you actually come to the game community. On top of all yeah. the other things you feel, and it's something that I mean, yeah. it, it's also the reason why I have a really I have, I have a big chip on my shoulder about like a lot of Sony's uh, uh, exclusive titles and stuff because like if I want to play an exclusive title, I now have to shell out six hundred dollars plus the cost of the games right. for, to be able to do that, and it it pushes everything to a place where like you're already getting self-selecting populations and that's, it's not good. <laughs> but, pl- but playing off what you just said, another thing just struck me, which I never thought about. You're absolutely right. And maybe one of the reasons why there are so many people of color in the fighting game community is because, no, well, <laughs> no, no, it's because fighting games are something that like, yeah, like a bunch of households can't afford them, but they're also like created with the essence of a competitive community. So like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one family has the console and the game and everybody comes over to Ector's yeah. house to play that shit and they all play together. Whereas the Miles game, yeah. I mean, like you can also watch somebody play a single player game, but the energy's different. Like yeah. Miles is going to be something you're going to want to like experience in your own living room, exactly. maybe a friend there or not, but like it's not... Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not a console that you're going to share. It's not an experience you're going to like share widely in the same way. But to piggyback on that, Leo, though, the majority of the fighting games, and, and you're right, like the fighting game community is extremely diverse and has probably the most people of color out of like any gaming, you know, probably sub community. Yeah. But yeah. those weren't on console first. All those fighting games were arcade. Were arcade. arcade. Yeah. Sure. They were extremely sure. Accessible yeah. to play. You just needed a quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then if someone kicked your ass, you ran out of a lot of quarters. How many, qu- how many quarters were you going to pilfer out of mom's purse when she wasn't looking? <laughs> you know, yeah. That factors in. No, and Ushi, Ushi on the Twitch chat also mentioned that, they're like, yeah, they're born, they're born in arcades, um, which is like, yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah. But I do remember, I mean, I, I don't know if y'all, y'all share that as well, but I do remember like things where like when, like when Street Fighter II hit the Super NES, like that's the house you went to after school. Like whoever the was yeah. the one who had that, and and it's yeah. not like everybody had it. It was like some people had it, and they were the new popular kid for the yeah. next couple months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, but either way, like the, the, like the, 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 the topic that we originally created the show for, uh, or this episode for was, is, is, is not that right. Like it, the, the, yeah. the vibe is totally different. Like this is an extremely expensive entry point to get an Afro Latino led game. Yeah. 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 Again, if you have, you know, more suits who get it and get um, these communities, then maybe they would have factored that in. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least done a, a simultaneous release on PS4 and PS5. Right. They're not going to, right? No, they're not that's going to. No, the not at all. Yeah, that's no, off the they're table. not completely. So it's also the same reason they've said nothing about reverse cat compatibility because the PS2's longevity is what killed the PS3. So they're not going to do anything that really lets you use anything that you're right. have. Yeah, they want that discretion. Yeah. Right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, well, so like we're talking about Latinx characters and games like, so yeah, what are some that you recall fondly or the opposite of fondly? Or what? Like what? What has been your relationship to like seeing like yourself or, or others you know represented in gaming in that in that disposal? My favorite fun fact is that Lara uh, Lara Croft was supposed to be a Latina. She Ooh. was supposed to be Laura Cruz initially. She was supposed oh. to be South American. Mm -hmm. um, and instead, she just has a tan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they changed it. And, and she's actually my favorite. Uh, Lara Croft is my favorite character in, in all of gaming because my mom saved up for a year to buy me uh, a, a PlayStation and with specifically Tomb Raider 1 and Tomb Raider 2. Um, that's my favorite fun fact of what could have been. Um, but I think my, the only time that I've really seen uh, Let the Next characters done really well and not tokenized really has been looking at uh, Life is Strange 2. Because um, it's an extremely emotional and heartfelt game where they are, they're a pair of Latino brothers and it's it's nothing is, uh, it's not tokenized, it's not it's not inauthentic, it, it's it's careful, it's thought out, it's, it's, it's a game versus like <clears throat> something like a pause where Rico, uh, Rico Rodriguez is voiced by a white dude and it is the worst English in existence, and the accent is is, is horrible. Um, that those those are I think my only two games that I know are led by a Latino that aren't aren't anything, aren't fighters or heroes based. I think it's very I rare. I really hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping there's like another time. No, there, there's one. I, I was talking to Marcus uh, yesterday, um, and I was like, the only one that like, I know that there's there's some like uh, open world biker game that I the name of which I can't remember that's supposed to be absolutely like ridiculously awful, but in a sort of grindhouse way, and it's it's all token shit. Um, but the one that I specifically remember is um, Shadow of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned, which was a Suda 51 game. That came out for like you know the 360 generation, like 360 PS. I think it came out for PS3 also, but I played it on 360. Um, main character Gar Garcia Garcia Hotspur, who's a Mexican American dude. The, I mean, like as far as like representation and non-tokenization, that's a that's a, a that's a far mountain for me to climb to admit that. I don't know if that really was the case with the game, but he did lead the game. He is at least partially in on the joke. The game is like overblown and ridiculous, but is like tongue in cheek, yeah. winky knows it. It's not like an act. It's not like a mistake on the part of the developers and writers. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it a hell of a lot better, um, but it is one of the rare ones that I can actually think of. I mean, games have had like, uh, like in, in the last of us part two, we were talking about this in the, in the chat the other day. Like there's, a, I think a pretty well done uh, character in that. But he's not. But you don't control him, and he's not the main character or anything. Yeah. Main mm -hmm. character is key. Afro Latino, I can't think of one. Oh no. There hasn't been one, right? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. not really. No, not, not that I can. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, oh, you go, Tony. Sorry. I think for for me, it, it's hard because I feel like, and I've told you guys this before, is that I sometimes I feel like I, I'm in two worlds being Afro Latino. So. The, the first character that I felt like I had any sort of connection, it's gonna be weird when I say it, but any sort of connection, like, okay, I can get this, was Vega from Street Fighter 2. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? With is, the he mask a, is he a Spaniard? Oh, yeah. Where's, was Vega, the only, where's Vega from? Because he was, yes, he was Spaniard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's European, yeah. No, but, but to I me, get that you. was like the yeah. only thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. And he was also um, kind of dope. Yo, he was. Oh, he yeah. was. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, when I finally got the ability to play him during a, I guess when it, when Super Street Fighter Two came yeah, out. Yeah, no, that I was, was big. That I was so mad that you yeah, couldn't yeah. climb on the gate in his level, though. That's bullshit. I know. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. Like, what is that's, that? that's one of the true crimes of gaming. It is. They oh. should have let you do that just on his level. Do you know if there were any Latinas? Because like, I yeah. have a hard time think of any. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> nope. I don't think so. Yeah. For what, what was no. the question, Kate? I'm, Street I'm Fighter? Like, were there any? No, no, no. Uh, for oh. any games. Like any just Latina-led games. Uh, no. I don't think so. Because like for real... In you know, Leo and I were talking yesterday, and and I was really having trouble coming up with something. So, before the show, I googled just a, you know a list of characters um, just to see if I was forgetting anything I'd played, and um, yeah. everything that I recognized was from GTA games, and they were <laughs> they were like side characters, right? Yeah, yeah. and and those yeah. weren't those definitely weren't playable characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess the um. The main character from the um, Ballad of Gay Tony, he, he was, he was a, I, I think that was the most substantial character I remember playing as. And I, I did think it was dope that you were actually in his shoes in that game. So, but I, I mean, it's, what's that? What's no, I actually hadn't, like, I have never played Ballad of Gay Tony. I always meant to, I never did. Yeah, is he, he Afro-Latino? Yeah, no, no. Gay Tony isn't the playable character. It's like a dude, um, oh, like oh. a dude who works with him, uh-huh, and he he's he's, uh, he's Dominican. Uh, uh, okay. I forget his name. I feel like it's uh, I think it's Louise. Oh. I might be I might be incorrect, but uh, but he's definitely a, a Dominican. Dude. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, m- minus 40 t- 42 uh, on Twitch mentioned. Oh. I actually, this is a nugget I did, actually didn't know. Oh. T-Hawk and Street Fighter was an interesting stab at diversity, uh, parenthetical Mexican Native American. The story of Brazilian fighters in SF is a damn journey. True that. I never knew that that's actually part of his origin. He's Mexican yeah, yeah. and he's Mexican and, and indigenous oh. and First Nations. I didn't know that either. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Huh. Um, what about you, Alexis? What, what was the, the, the video game that you saw yourself in, if... There has not been one. <laughs> there hasn't, like, yeah, I mean, like, there'll be, like, characters I'm, like, close, kind of looks like me, maybe kind of acts like me, but it's definitely not Latinx or anything else. So, yeah, there really hasn't been one, which is why anytime America Chavez shows up in the game, I'm like, time to play that. Okay. <laughs> and it's usually just mobile games, so. Right. Not even, like, yeah. a console, so, yeah, no. <laughs> Haven't had that, like, yeah, yeah. haven't had that moment yet. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, I think, yeah. I think the only, because I, mean, I really identify with Lara Croft, that she's so formative, but I think the only Latina that I've ever really, like, fallen in love with is Sombra. Yeah, she's the, she's really the only one. And she got, she's like a, what, second release character? Like, she was, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Like, she's think, awesome. Absolutely yeah. love her. Her design is sweet. Her design but, is great. Her story is really cool. And the fact that she's yeah. a smart Latina, she's not sexual. She's not like, yeah. it is very different to the stereotypes that we usually get. Um, yeah. But I don't know if any of y'all play Valorant. Uh, Valorant released their Mexican character and she is literally the exact same silver cu- uh, color scheme and mm. has the same little porting technique. Oh and boy. Pretty, oh my God. Yeah, no, look her up. It's uh, she's yeah, so, no. uh, she's Sombra 2.0. It's, yeah, va- uh, no, Valorant's really its own game and original IP. It's really just something yep. that Riot just pulled out of its, its, own, its own dimension. It has no reference point to anything else. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's really just like a new original entertainment. That's, that's what Valorant is. They, God bless them. God bless them. They came up with something new, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man, I'm all sad. But I, I, I do, I do want to use this, I, I use this point to, to really plug Latinx in gaming. So they started off as a, as a, a committee uh, or group within IDGA, the, you know, the international, or IGDA, the International Game Developers Association. 
um, and they've grown into so much more. So if you're if you're looking for anything like that, Latinx in Gaming, they're on Twitter, they're on Twitch. They do um, mentorships, uh, like mentorship hours, where they just stream and talk with people about like narrative design and how to get into the gaming industry and all that stuff. They have a Discord server, a Facebook group. They're amazing people. Um, I met them two years ago at PAX West. They're still some of my like really great friends. I got to be on a panel last PAX West and they're they're doing a lot to to showcase that like latinx talent is here and they have such a variety of you know different cultural backgrounds and communities and i it, it's a really easy place to feel included and to really kind of like see us making you know making moves like they may not not everybody is that a triple A yet, but you can see how good and how hard they're working. Like the cool thing was at PAX South 2020, which I didn't know was going to be the last convention of the year. Uh, Reed Pop, who runs PAX, gave them an entire uh, lounge where they got an entire room in the convention and they just ran Latinx programming nonstop for the three days. Um, and it was one of the That's most cool. amazing experiences. So if, I mean, if anybody in the chat is listening and wants to get into gaming or just looking, or like if you're just looking for a space to see Latinx folks talk about games, like that, that's a really great community to be a part of and follow. Um, there's really great folks. Honestly. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, <laughs> yeah. Their, I've seen their panels and their social media manager is like one of my best friends, uh, Judy. Yeah. Oh, I love Judy. Yeah, Judy's my homie. Yep. <laughs> She's a bud. Well, I'm giving them a follow, definitely. And uh, I would suggest yeah. if you haven't, please do the same. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm going to so, do that right uh, now. Yeah, one of the final <laughs> points go. uh, going back to uh, the Spider Man PS game and its relation to New York. Um, when we first got into Twitch uh, as Black Comics Chat, we were like, pretty much like testing everything. And, you know, I had to figure out how to sort of broadcast from um, my PS4. Um, I actually uh, broadcast Spider-Man and I, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if I just broadcast just how big Harlem is in the game? Oh no, I, you know, oh, no. I remember that. I think after this discussion, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to pick a day. Oh, my gosh. Do it. Do I'll it. Just jump online, maybe grab Leo. What, and, wa and walk the streets of minimalized Harlem? <laughs> streets. Yeah. And put, like, a Google map of real Harlem right next to it. And just be That's like, not bad. That's not this. bad. It's not a bad idea. You're going to see yeah. some projects. You're going to see certain things. It's going to – it's just – it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Go for it. Oh, I'm so for this. <laughs> All right. Any other any other things before we go into the the end of this? Any other questions on chat? Uh, no. Yeah. Um, a shout out to to minus forty two because uh, they were dropping yeah. uh, a bunch a bunch of knowledge and they don't they, they call themselves a street fighter a street fighter scholar which is good good <laughs> good to have that good to have a street fighter scholar in the in the corner yeah know, like supporting absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I got, I got I a guess. piece of, of garbage Street Fighter trivia, What's which that? is uh, that uh, one of Balrog's, uh, his, his dislikes is, is reading, which, which is <laughs> super racist. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's it's, amazing. Oh, yeah, God. it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, it's God. Like, which, which speaks to how hungry we were for representation. You know, well, you know that's the real M Bison, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. with the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. thought that yeah. I was a little too obvious. Because <laughs> I used to, because I love Mike Tyson. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis, can you tell us where the the folks on the internet can find you? Yes, um, Latinx Geeks on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, website, and then you can find me as Rexus92, so R-E-X-U-S 92, and yeah, follow us. We're trying to do some cool stuff coming up uh, that I'm excited to talk about, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that I appreciate Alexis for getting me back into role-playing games. Thank you. <laughs> we need to keep playing, and it's going to happen. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Kate, please tell us where they can find you and your amazing show on the internet. Yeah, you can find me at Oh My Myth Randier on Twitter. Um, it's a Lord of the Rings reference, 
so it's kind of hard to spell. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can find my podcast uh, at But Why uh, Though PC. Um, it's also not just a podcast. I am also the editor-in-chief of the site portion. We are, and, and I really encourage everybody, if, if you're looking for an inclusive and diverse space to like get with people, talk about pop culture. And, and honestly, if you just want to read reviews not written by <laughs> Uh, you know, mm. white folks. I mean, and, and we're we're a diverse community, which means we do have white writers. But a lot of our content, we we try to make sure that we're cognizant of who is reviewing and letting people who want to pick that up first pick that up first. Is something I'm really proud of at our site. Um, so if you're just looking for a different perspective, I definitely recommend you head over. We do movies, TV, gaming, anime, and manga, which we just expanded into, and I'm super pumped about. Um, but yeah, come, come join us over there. And my anime pod is at the YHT underscore pod where I just, it's, it's really an hour long thirst chat with us talking about like how anti-black anime is half the time. It's uh, we, we, we do both things. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And, and was it, was it your review of, was it Birds of Prey? Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey, number one, written by Brian Arzalo. Uh, he uses the phrase puta de joker. Um, oh. It's it's oh it's a lot. It's horrible. Um, I have been reviewing things for three years now. I've never called something blatantly racist. I called that book blatantly racist because it was it was it was a lot. And then I got a lot of racist fanboys in my in my DMs after that. But I was proud of that review. Uh, don't read the comic. Read my review because. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Like, if you take every single stereotype, every single negative stereotype ever done about a Mexican character, throw it into there with some coloring that makes their skin look jaundiced and not brown, you got mm. Birds of Prey number one. Wow. Who did the yeah. art for that? Ooh, I don't remember his name. Okay. Oh no, her name. It was it was a woman who did the art. I remember that because it was the only the only thing I praised, and then the reason I got one star instead of zero was because the art was actually really good. The coloring was atrocious, but the art was good. He gave it one star. I'm sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> yep, it, it was really good because oh, when embargo broke, it was filled with nine and 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 eight stars, and I was the only one one star. So. Wow. <laughs> But you know what? You know, context matters, and that's why it's important for us to be out there as reviewers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and you know what? R- racism should be a deal breaker. Yeah, it absolutely it really should. Yep. should. It, it yep. completely yep. should. Now, wasn't this the first one of the first books that dropped after the quarantine? Not after the quarantine. We're still in quarantine, but when yeah, they came after back. they came back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, the funny thing is, is my theory is DC knew what it had because it was originally supposed to be a full series. It then mm. got knocked down to a one shot, and then the one shot got pushed back. So, <laughs> wow! I feel well, like they knew what they had. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, we, we can talk about this all. I think we can spend another hour on. Um, Leo, tell, tell the folks where they can find you. Well, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna uh, read reviews written by a Latino writer somewhere else, um, I do write video game reviews for Screen Rant. You can find me on Twitter at Leonardo EFF, uh, doing nonsense cartoon shows on this show, which we all do, which we love, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, and uh, and yeah, and then you know, eventually in the in the Manana Latinx Sci-Fi uh, and comic anthology, which is coming out. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Don't yeah. glaze over that. Oh, that's just—that's <laughs> another thing. It's just you can look it up. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and are you still playing Last of Us Part Two? I—I uh, I think like I—I I put out the last piece of writing that I'm like specifically required to write for it. If I write more, it might be at a few different other outlets. Uh, but I—I put it down for a bit. But it is still incredible, yeah. and I know. I know that the I know that uh, the stories about about studio crunch and pressure for the game are definitely like relevant and something that we should be thinking about and talking about and not and not quite silence at all. And I know that there's also a lot of people who hate the gays, who hate the the game's reaches that diversity, who think that uh, Naughty Dog is kowtowing to, to some kind of like weird inclusivity conspiracy oh cabal God. that we all get we all get paid a little money every month for being people of color who are in pop culture criticism. 
criticism. Right. I got my check. Yep. I don't know if you got, got your check. check. <laughs> yep, I got my check. Oh, yeah, I got, I got a giant check. Yeah, no. Yeah, they pay they they pay us for you know to to review those things well. Um, but uh, no, The Last of Us is still The Last of Us Two is still extremely extremely good, and I recommend everybody play it. I think it's a vital and important story. Awesome. Yeah. Marcus, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Marcus Kwame and on Instagram at Marcus underscore Kwame, and I am drawing around the clock uh, to finish the uh, Black. Panther Party graphic novel that I'm working on with David Walker. So yeah, you can you can find that um Glazes in over. January. Yeah, no, next January. No, I'm not glazing. I'm not glazing. <laughs> I'm right now. You got to understand, man. I, I would be excited when it's turned in. Right now, I'm sweating. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to get it get it done. So. It's just part of the joke. How when we knew what was going right. on, I asked you every show, and you couldn't say a yep. thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> No, I can't say anything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It was like months. It was like months where Tony would ask the same question at the end of every episode. <laughs> but actually, I will um, retweet, though. There is a link where people can pre-order. So that's, that's right. That's, that's right. Pre-orders. It looks really good, Marcus. I'm proud thank of you. you. Where can it. people find you, Tony? Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm glad you asked. Uh, you can find me at Latin Negro on... Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can go to my website, anthonyotero.com, where I have uh, links to both my books and to Puerto Rico Strong, uh, which people are still buying, thankfully. Uh, yes. All the money goes to um, Hurricane Maria Relief and hopefully others. Puerto Rico is still, you know, going through it. Going through it. So, all right. This was a great awesome. show. We got to have yes. you back. No, this is yes. awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't have anything better to do now. So <laughs> I'm open. My schedule's open. Call me on. I'm bored half the time. Awesome. awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before we go, I'm sorry, Tony. Um, long time, uh, uh, recent, recent fervent supporter of the show, Ushi84, I just want to make sure this is clear, mentions on Twitch that they are black and queer, so they get two checks. So if anybody's going to be able to afford this new Miles game, I no. think Ushi is day one. <laughs> That's going to be the house you're going to want to go to. <laughs> if you want to play the new Miles game. There we go. <laughs> And please, everyone, check us out on weekends. We're here on weekends at 11 a.m. Uh, doing cartoons and cereal where we try yes. to watch horrible cartoons. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes it's really good. Yeah. Sometimes it's terrible. I'm, I'm still like, saying you have to watch Rainbow Bright again. Next yeah, episode. we do. We'll, we'll, we'll so good. Yeah. So yeah, good. Let's watch Rainbow Bright episode two this weekend for sure. Yeah, I'd say we probably have like a 94% hit rate of terrible cartoons. And then occasionally we run at the same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and you know when we hit the good guard too, when we're silent because we're just like, yep. wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't like say almost nothing, and then it's over, and we're like, damn, all right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Woo. Okay. Have a good night, everyone, uh, and we will do this again. All right. Cool. Awesome. Bye, night, everybody. Awesome. Good night, all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black comics, Black Black comics, Black comics.